welcome to the Find Your Best Future podcast. This is the podcast that helps international families make great decisions when it comes to choosing university courses. Welcome to another episode of the Find Your Best Future podcast. Jeremy, what are we looking at today? Well, Neil, we're going to be talking about environmental sciences, sometimes referred to as sustainability. Well, that sounds fantastic uh, um, and very topical. Yes, indeed. I mean, we live in an age where concern for the environment is a hot political topic. You just think about global warming, Fridays for Future, CO2 emissions, plastic in the oceans, animal species dying out. There's a great deal of pressure on our natural resources. And of course, at the moment, we have a problem with energy shortages. And then, then again, we have people moving towards electric vehicles rather than uh, petrol or diesel driven vehicles. Right. I, th- I think really mankind is faced with a considerable challenge here. I mean, how are we going to maintain our standard of living without destroying the planet through pollution? And as a student of environmental science, you could contribute towards finding a solution or solutions. Fantastic. Sounds like a great uh, subject to study. Let's take a look. Environmental sciences, um, I noticed the name has changed a lot uh, uh, over the recent years to sustainability, but they're the same thing, yeah? Very similar, I'd say. It was a considerable amount of overlap, uh, I would say, between those two titles. Okay, so what are they exactly then? Well, environmental science is really an interdisciplinary academic field that integrates sort of physical, biological and information science to the study of the environment and to the solution of uh, environmental problems. Um, right. an, envi- an environmental science degree challenges students really to combine their skills and knowledge from, from these uh, different areas, you know, biology, chemistry, physics, geography, earth and marine science, social science as well is very important. Um, so the idea is that students will build up a fuller understanding of the natural and human environments and how they interact. So it's a sort of interdisciplinary course that joins things together with the lens of sustainability. Is that right? Yes, very much so. Okay. And what kind of jobs can you do with this uh, with this course? Well, there are a lot of fascinating jobs out there for graduates of environmental science degrees. Obviously, you can become an environmental scientist. Uh, you could become an environmental lawyer. Um, obviously, that would require a little extra training. You might want to work in the area of zoology or conservation. You could become a hydrologist, you know, everything to do with wa- water. I mean, water is essential for the survival of the human species. So a very, very important area. Or you might uh, find um, an interest in meteorology. You could become a meteorologist. And then again, you might find yourself working for the government as an advisor or perhaps for the United Nations as an environmental right. specialist. Um, and then again, there's a lot of jobs around the sustainable land management area, urban planning, or you might decide to become a science teacher. Indeed. And, and I've noticed, uh, you know, that uh, consulting companies are employing uh, many, many more people in this field as well. Yes, indeed. I mean, if you look at any major um, engineering or building projects, there's going to be an environmental aspect to that. Um, you know, is this really a sustainable? There are going to be environmental protesters very often actually 
picketing the site where you plan to build whatever it is you want to build. So having an awareness of the environmental impact of a project is very important nowadays. Yeah, it really is. And, and I guess it's sort of, you know, you, you don't really need to stay within the realm either when you're looking at jobs uh, going forwards. Uh, I guess it because it's an interdisciplinary uh, course, it, it prepares you for a wider range of um, professions than just uh, the narrow field of sustainability or environmental science. Is that right? Yes, because here we're talking about transferable skills and because your, your university degree course um, is um, focused across a range of different sort of academic areas, you're going to pick up a range of transferable skills, which you can then take out and use in many different areas of work. Like you might want to work as a politician or a businessman or a consultant. You might want to join the military or work for the national government, become a civil servant, a broker, a banker, a journalist, a detective, an accountant. I mean, the list <laughs> just goes on and on and on. So I've sort of understood the general areas of, of work and, and certainly all of the career opportunities, and they sound really exciting. I mean, who wouldn't want to learn to possibly, you know, change the world? Uh, it's uh, an incredibly exciting uh, uh, prospect. Um, but if you choose to study uh, environmental science, what exactly does that look like? That's an excellent question, Neil, because uh, a lot of students look at the course title and then they wonder what actually lies behind this title. So Indeed. I think it might it might be worth looking at a, a typical environmental course. Uh, and the example that we're going to look at is actually from the University of Glasgow in the UK. Incidentally, we've made a podcast episode with the University of Glasgow, if you want to go and check that out. Now... Most universities teach a basic introductory units in year one. And then beyond those units, uh, students are able to select from uh, a large range of electives or optional units. So in year one, typically an environmental science student will look at earth system science, introduction to environmental science, introduction to global environmental issues. These would form the, the, the core elements of the degree. And then okay. it, moving forward then into year two, um, they would then expand this into research methods. Very, very important, of course, in, in virtually all jobs. Um, Indeed. Hu the human impact on the environment, because uh, this really gets to the core of what we're doing here. And then looking at things like biodiversity, ecology, ecosystems, and of course, energy options for sustainability this is a huge topic at the moment you're probably aware that a lot of countries are trying to wean themselves off sort of oil and gas and move towards more sustainable energy sources like wind power sure. um, solar energy etc um, so uh, there's a lot going on here in this particular area Right. And then looking ahead a little bit into this, again, in the University of Glasgow course, um, uh, year three, we're looking at applied ecology and conservation. You know, how can you actually utilize this knowledge and these skills to, to benefit and conserve our environment? And then an interesting one, they also added here, aquatic environment. 
processes sure. for monitoring and management. I mean, the sea covers about 70% of our planet. And so it's hugely important as the oceans have a, a very large impact upon the climate of the planet, which people tend to overlook. Uh, yes, but indeed. Water purity is very important. And then tourism. I mean, who doesn't like to go to the seaside for a holiday? Um, so rural tourism is very, very popular these days. And people, I think people under pressure living a, uh, the sort of a city environment like to sort of escape to the countryside. And this is a huge, huge industry now. Right. And, and then, and then, then going it, on? yeah, additionally, I mean, uh, there are a lot of, uh, in year three of Glasgow University's course, um, you have placement opportunities where you can actually go out and work in uh, yeah, companies and organizations which are very sort of hands-on uh, working out there doing environmental projects. And then finally, right. in, year four, in year four, uh, you would have to do a, a research project of your own choice around the sort of themes of environmental policy and management. Um, and then stewardship project, perhaps, uh, where you actually take charge of a particular project out there in the field. Uh, so all of these things right. are, are possible. So, so basically, taking you from the, the sort of fundamentals through to the theoretical background, and then towards how you would apply it in a concrete uh, example of your own choice. Is that right? Yes, it's going to be an interesting mix between the sort of the academic and laboratory work, of course, at university and actually getting out there into the field and getting your hands dirty, quite literally. Right. And it sounds quite both well, scientific. Perhaps I had expected something a bit more fluffy. Uh, um, but but the, what we're looking at is, is really a, a sort of uh, a proper science course. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as, as the title suggests, it's, it's going to be largely focused on science, but quite an important mix of sort of social, environmental, you know, geographical, urban planning, those sort of areas which are moving a little bit away from pure science. So if you're looking for a pure science degree, I think you'll probably be better off looking elsewhere. But if you are looking at environmental sciences, you do need to have a very firm grounding in the traditional science subjects. So let's drill into what you need in order to apply. Um, you mentioned earlier about uh, having a strong basis in science. What does that actually mean in terms of the subject choice for uh, a grade 10 student wanting or thinking about uh, studying sustainability at university? Well, I think for starters, uh, you should be taking biology and chemistry uh, during your final two years of school. And then beyond that, there are several different subjects which, which could be useful preparation for you. Um, economics, geography, perhaps geology, if your school offers that, uh, mathematics, certainly, or, or maybe physics. All of these would be useful preparation for an environmental science degree. Right. And the the general sort of um, expectations, uh, requirements would be one or two sciences. What, what is that? Do you think if you could you get in with biology, for example, uh, on its um, own with a with a strong grade? 
Uh, very good question. There are some universities that will take you in with, with one of those sciences, like biology, for example. Other universities will expect you to have two sciences. It's a bit of a mixed picture, I would say. And so your advice would be, I guess, check course for course. Is that right? Yeah, very much so. And if you want to keep your options open, then take both chemistry and biology. Indeed, indeed. And what specific skills are needed if you um, are going to be successful in uh, studying sustainability at university? Uh, quite a lot of skills, Neil, actually. Um, to start right. off with, um, a, a certain level of numeracy skills, you know, mathematical skills, because you're going to be doing a lot of data analysis. And, and then, of course, right, uh, general IT skills, and it's almost impossible to avoid that nowadays in, in most professions. Sure. Um, research skills, uh, you're going to have to sort of uh, look around at a lot of published materials out there. And then lab and field work skills. You're going to be doing a lot of laboratory work while you're at the university. And as we mentioned earlier, you're going to get out there into the field and actually participate you know, hands-on in projects. Um, you need to, you also need the ability to present your findings clearly and persuasively. It may be later on in your career that you're going to have to present your findings to a body of people who hold the purse strings and they're going to yeah, say yay, yay or nay um, to your project, which you would like to uh, push forward. Um, obviously, an awareness of a range of, of environmental issues and the ability to approach issues from multiple perspectives. We, we were talking about preparation for this course in, in terms of you know, skills in areas like biology, uh, chemistry, geography, economics. So you need to be able to look at a, at a problem from a multiple perspectives. And then, of course, teamwork. You're definitely going to be working in a team with, with other environmental scientists and other people as well. Um, planning, meeting deadlines, you know, self-management, uh, because you will be out there overseeing projects. So you're going to be heavily involved in the whole planning and time management aspect of this work. And then, right. of course, and I think it's probably, um, you know, it's probably worthwhile throwing in that this is a, it's a bit like engineering, really. It's a sort of hands dirty uh, profession often, isn't it? Yes, fascinating um, uh, opportunities out there to sort of travel to far-flung regions of the world and uh, oversee or initiate projects. Uh, and finally, of course, written and communication skills, oral communication skills. Uh, you will absolutely need those. Yeah, of course. Right, indeed. And, and so, you know, you need to be able to be detail-oriented, I guess, uh, uh, have, a, have a sort of understanding of the big picture as well. Um, and, and I guess um, to be pretty uh, focused and driven, is that right? Yes, I think it's a sort of a, a topic or course or profession where you really need to be engaged in this and, and feel a passion for it uh, because you are right. going to be out there leading projects uh, in, in this field. And clearly it's useful if you are very personally committed to this. Yes. And so, you know, I've decided I, I want, to, want to study this subject area. Um, what kind of specific application advice would you give a student who is considering um, studying you know, environmental science or sustainability uh, 
in order to get them off to the right uh, uh, right place. Well, we, we've just covered the, the mix of subjects you need to be taking in school. Uh, but looking beyond that, uh, the first thing is, of course, decide which country you want to study in. Uh, there's a huge range of opportunities out there. Um, but assuming that you've decided which country you want to study in, you really need to have a careful look at the course content on the university's website. Right. Uh, this, and this, this is, is particularly important, important isn't it? Because uh, they, uh, you know, having spent a fair amount of time looking at these courses, um, they do vary uh, quite significantly in their, in their uh, balance and focus. They do indeed. I mean, we had a quick look at the environmental science course on offer from the University of Glasgow in the UK. Uh, but remember, a different university, the course will look different. Uh, so you, you do need to go and have a look and just ask yourself the question, you know, does this course meet my needs? Does it address the areas of interest that I'm passionate about? And if the answer to that right. question is yes, then you can leave that university on your list. Right, indeed. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's also obviously a, a pretty heavy practical element. Uh, I'm guessing that uh, most courses or many courses offer sort of that connect, be it uh, co-op or, or um, work experience. Is that, that must be really important as well for many students. I think it is, yes, because uh, you have to sort of uh, fast forward to the end of your university time and understand that you're going to be competing for jobs. And if you can offer your prospective employer um, some sort of work experience in addition to your academic qualifications, then that straight away puts you ahead of the game. Um, but the other advantage of doing a placement or a co-op course as part of your university degree is um, it just offers a lot of added value to you as a person because you are a young student and you actually get out there into the adult world of work and you're able to put into practice what you are learning in the academic environment of the university so it's a win-win situation for you right indeed and there's often also a financial element isn't there and that you can uh, earn some money yeah. on these placements and and offset some of the costs that you're incurring uh, as well um and talking of that kind of thing i guess uh, the general advice that we usually offer to student suppliers as well obviously you need to take a good look at, at whether you could afford living um and uh, the tuition costs uh, uh, in a specific location or a specific university. Yes, very, very important uh, to understand that when you are trying to calculate what your university degree is going to cost you, obviously you have to look at the tuition fees, but then you have to add on the living costs. This is really sort of housing, food, miscellaneous expenses. And I think if, if you're a high school student listening to this, uh, then you need to go and have a conversation with your parents, find out what the budget is, how much they're prepared to spend on you. There's no point applying to a university that costs 50,000 a year if your parents are only willing to spend 20,000. But no matter what your budget is, you will be able to find a place to go and study. Um, beyond, I think that's really that, important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very important uh, because after all, uh, higher education is a business and you are a customer, you're purchasing something. So the question yeah. is, how much are you going to pay and what are you going to get for your money? And, and these courses are offered um, in, a, in a broad range of locations. Um, obviously, finding a university that fits you as a person 
as well is really, really important, isn't it? I think it's the most important thing, really, uh, after the academic content. Um, some students love the idea of being in a big city. Um, others would rather go to a smaller city or perhaps a campus university. It's really a personal choice, you know, what suits you best. But you do need to think about this because we would like to think that you will end up in the right place where you'll feel comfortable and happy and thus you are more likely to be academically successful. Right. And, and, and I know that um, many universities that offer this course um, have a range of uh, perhaps uh, satellite campuses or, or facilities uh, either on the ocean or in the forest or whatever. And so, you know, that location, the environment of the university can be really, really important, uh, not just for you, but also um, the kind of opportunities that you have uh, around your uh, course. I know that, for instance, UBC in, here in Canada, uh, you know, because of their location, they have a range of forestry um, uh, units that allow students really to get their hands on in a, in a very uh, uh, you know, concrete way um, and really use uh, um, you know, their environment, their local environment, to actually enhance their learning. And that's something also that perhaps uh, a prospective student needs to think about. Yes, certainly. I mean, if uh, if you are particularly interested in, in the whole marine biology area of environmental sciences, then chances are you'll be going to a university which is on, on the coast somewhere. Uh, no, completely. That, yes. Uh, in fact, the university I studied at is one of the top places in Britain for marine biology and also for forestry, uh, yeah. simply because of the environment. Uh, there was the coast and there were mountains covered in trees. So uh, that was why the university specialised in these things. So that's, again, something else to think about. Yeah, and it's it's, it's really important, as, as you said, because, you know, again, I'm using the example of UBC, but, uh, you know, they have a, a huge uh, oceanography, marine biology section because they're on the ocean, uh, as you said. And, and, of course, forestry in Canada is... Uh, is primarily important. And so, um, you know, location is also really important when you're choosing this course because uh, that will impact your opportunities there. Yes. Um, something else to think about, of course, is housing. You do actually have to go and live somewhere. Um, does the university guarantee housing for first-year students or do they guarantee housing throughout the uh, time of your course there, three years or four years? Um, something worth checking up on, I think. Um, yeah. an another aspect that concerns students is work. You know, can I work part-time alongside my studies? Now, this will depend uh, very much on the terms and conditions of your visa. Unless you're a citizen of that country, you are going to need to have a student visa to be there. Um, does your student visa allow you to work? Are there restrictions on the number of hours you can work? Can you work you know, unrestricted number of hours or part-time? Realistically, I would say this, that if you are a full-time university student doing a good job with your academic program, um, I don't think you should be trying to work sort of 40, 50 hours a week alongside because something is going to suffer. Um, so I, I think you have, to, you have to find some reasonable balance between the academics and your part-time work. Mm -hmm. 
how do you go about applying to uh, get into an environmental science or sustainability degree, Jeremy? Well, it depends in part on, on which country you are applying to. Some countries operate a, a centralized application system. Like there's a system called UCAS, which is in the UK. And then there's the Common App, which is in the United States. But right. if you're applying to a country that doesn't operate a centralized application system, then you'll just make an application direct to that individual university. You'll create a, an account on the university's website. You'll do some form filling. You will then upload what they call supporting documents, things like transcript of your grades, reference letters, etc. There'll be a list there, so it's quite clear. Sure. And then, and then when you've done all of that, then they'll process your application. Right. And of course, before that, you need to have made sure that, that, that really, this is really a course that you actually want to, to go on, don't you? It, it shouldn't be a sort of hypothetical. It should be, you know, I'm applying for something that I would really want to do. Mm. And I think another really important uh, data point to look at is uh, universities publish information about the percentage of their graduating students who have found employment within six months of graduating. Yeah, it's really this important. Best, this is really important because you need to gauge in some approximate way, you know, what are my chances of getting a job at the end of this course? Because at this is why you're doing it, presumably. Yeah, but having said that, I guess uh, this is pretty much a, a very future-focused uh, yes. course of study, is it not? I'm, I'm imagining in the next 20, 30 years, um, as it is one of mankind's uh, major challenges, there are going to be a whole range of opportunities uh, available. In fact, I read somewhere um, the other day that, you know, the next um, – inventor of say you know the next google is going to be in the realm of sustainability not in the realm of of information technology and so uh this is definitely a growing area is it not yes indeed i, I know sort of trying to project forward if you're a high school student and you're trying to look at the job situation you are effectively trying to guess what the situation will be four or five years down the road but you're quite right neil this is this is a, an area which is expanding rapidly because we are all becoming more aware of the challenges that our planet is facing and so in terms of career prospects we could probably say that it, it certainly has a, a a strong future but nevertheless the advice uh, um, is, I think, really relevant. Take a good look at, at what that university is uh, uh, saying in terms of your employability. Um, I think the other thing uh, around applying um, is probably whether or not, uh, you know, uh, you are doing it in the right timeline. Is that not your usual advice is probably applicable here? <laughs> You mean apply early is my usual advice for everything, Neil. <laughs> as, yes, indeed. As, um, as, as regular listeners will know. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, clearly, no matter what university you're going to apply to in whatever country, you do need to check up and see what the application deadline is. Um, because if you apply after the deadline, well, you won't be going. So please make sure that you understand what the application deadlines are. And make sure you apply, you know, well before the cutoff point. I would say. And I'm imagining that um, this course is uh, relatively highly demanded by students. Um, 
I can see that there's a, a real attractiveness, not just to the subject area, but also that sort of interdisciplinary approach to science and and, and connectedness through to social sciences. Um, and so, you know, making sure that your application is strong as possible is really important. What role does a, a I don't know, a college essay or a, a personal statement play there? Um, well, different countries, of course, have different requirements in terms of uh, the documents you need to, to send uh, to support your application. I mean, you mentioned personal statement. I mean, personal statement is uh, a requirement if you're applying to a British university. So you do have to make sure your personal statement focuses very much on your passion for the subject. And you would certainly need to talk about the way that you are attracted to the fact that this is an interdisciplinary subject and that you have skills and would like to hone those skills across a broad range of academic areas. Um, mm. if, you're gonna, if, if you're gonna be writing some sort of college essay, again, you, you really have to focus on your passion and your suitability and what motivates you to actually want to go out there and work in this area of sustainability. So for high school students interested there, you probably, you know, uh, joining a sustainability club, taking positive action, uh, evidencing the fact that you are committed to uh, making significant change, uh, all of those things uh, will be important uh, part of, of uh, convincing an admissions uh, officer or admissions team uh, that you're the right one to choose. I mean, it, it, you don't necessarily have to do anything too high powered in school. Some schools have an eco club, um, but yeah. it could just be something as as uh, as uh, simple as sort of volunteering to go and pick up trash in a local park or along a local yeah. riverbank. You know, something like that shows that you have commitment and that you are willing to invest your time and you feel passionate about the environment. And finally, I guess um, we need to talk about money. Um, again, it's one of those conversations, isn't it? How long is a piece of string? Um, how much does it cost to study uh, uh, sustainability or environmental science, Jeremy? You took the words out of my mouth, Neil. I was about to use the how long is a piece of string analogy. But uh, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a valid question, I would say. Um, it costs very hugely. It really depends on which country and which university. But it could be anything from 60000 a year down to free. It just depends right. on where you apply. So the message is um, look around. Um, make sure that you uh, understand the true cost of a course. And and, and we, we've been, had in other episodes the conversation around uh, the sticker price against the real price, especially in the USA. I think it's important to say that... Uh, um, in America, certainly, there are uh, lots of opportunities for uh, cost reduction uh, through scholarships or other forms of um, uh, subsidy. Um, but really understand the true cost of the course before you go into it and don't get uh, uh, stuck there. Um, is there any other advice you give in relation to cost, uh, uh, Jeremy? Uh Yes, don't forget that uh, the, the sticker price, uh, the, the actual tuition fee price, is only part of the equation. Right. You then have to add on the cost of housing, food, etc., etc. So you, you need to be aware of this when you're calculating your budget. 
Right. And that really is important. So yes. great. Any, any final advice for the first student thinking about studying this? Yeah, this is a very exciting, cutting edge, diverse area of study. Uh, I think you need to be the type of student who is flexible and open to new ideas, new directions, and of course, willing to work and study in a variety of different areas. Right, indeed. But, you know, forward focused, uh, interesting, with, with plenty of um, opportunity for, for growth, but also um, earnings potential, I guess, as well. Yes, I mean, earnings potential is, is certainly something worth looking at. Um, if you look on the university's website, uh, they usually publish uh, information about our graduating students have gone on to work in the following professions, jobs, fields. Sure. And then you can go and dig in and find out, well, how much does an environmental lawyer earn uh, during their first year of work after uh, finishing university and so on. So right. this is a, a sort of an area of research that you can follow up. Fantastic. So thank you, Jeremy. Um, uh, if I had my time again, it might be one for me. Um, and uh, it certainly uh, sounds uh, really fascinating. Um, in terms of, um, you know, your sustainable impact, uh, is, is your um, sushi or your, uh, uh, <laughs> perhaps your uh, tin of beans um, going, is that, is that um, you know, an organic product that has been sustainably produced for today? I know you always tease me about sushi, Neil, because we normally record in what is the evening for me here in Europe. However, we are recording at breakfast time today, as you probably noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's environmentally friendly and sustainable muesli with some environmentally friendly chopped apple on it. Well, wonderful. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> and, I will. Uh, I, look, I look forward to our next one. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and share the Find Your Best Future podcast. <laughs>